Welcome to Your Company Health Podcast, where we highlight the success stories of entrepreneurs and business professionals. With your hosts, Andre Wright, CEO and founder of The Wright Consult, and Anne-Marie Gillio, CEO and founder of Core Matters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, the show where we highlight the success stories of business owners and professionals. I'm your host, Andre Wright, the owner of Wright Consult uh, Digital Marketing. Today, we have Hal Schlender, the healthcare strategist with us on the show. So I just want to say uh, I've known Hal for a while and, and he's a super connector and very knowledgeable and experienced person in his field. Hal, welcome. Good morning, Andre. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, sir. Uh, so Hal, I want you to tell our audience uh, about your background and how you got into the healthcare business. Sure. Let's, let's start with the fact that the healthcare system's broken. I think most people, if you ask, you know, the healthcare system is broken. And I personally love things that are disruptive, which the, self, the system's broken. I found from, from listening to my wife, who's a nurse practitioner, um, so she's involved in generating revenue, um, how broken the system is. And since I love disruptive things, I found solutions that are several years old, but not 20 years old. They're in the last five, seven years. Um, 10 years, and people don't know about them. So for me, I'm able to bring ideas to people that solve the problem of the broken healthcare system. So, so you mentioned, uh, uh, you mentioned it, it's broken, but for some of our, our, our uh, you know, listeners or someone who's watching, you're like, I'm, I'm fine. You know, over, over these years, I'm okay with my healthcare. It's not broken for me. So I wanted to, to, to quickly point out some of the deficiencies of the system. Um, one, how much do things cost? My guess is if I asked you how much your doctor, doctor gets paid for that visit, you don't know. It, women don't know what a mammogram costs. You, you're out playing sports and you hurt your shoulder or your knee. What does an MRI cost? What does an orthopedist cost for both a visit and surgery? People don't know. So how can you be a consumer? So that's one problem. Second, your doctor gets paid when you're sick. You, on the other hand, don't want to be sick. Wouldn't you rather pay somebody as long as you're healthy? And if you're sick, they just have to give you unlimited care until you're healthy, right? That's lining up what I want to pay for is to be healthy and not wait until I'm sick. So right now, doctors are paid for you to be sick. And anyway. So there's a couple of examples of how broken it is. Oh, by the way, health insurance premiums, right? They keep going up. Blue Cross and United Healthcare have made more money in, than in the history of their company, more profit in the last year. And if you think about it, the GDP in the US, healthcare is 18%. So almost one out of $5 is spent on healthcare. That's, and, and that's the highest in the world. I mean, that's just so much higher than every place else in the world. You, you touched on something about the, the, the whole cost and the premium, uh, you know, keeps going up. So what's the, you, you, what's the driving force behind that? With shooting the cost, there are a couple of things. One is there's no price transparency, so you can't shop and you're discouraged. In fact, I often ask my clients as we get started, because it's always a matter of, can we get along and help each other? is for me to say, who pays your doctor? 
you wake up sometime and you don't feel well, something hurts, you have an accident, who's going to pay the doctor? Who's paying the urgent care center? Hmm. Answer, the answer is the insurance company, not you. So, I mean, again, it's another example of it being broken that you don't know what things cost. So when you say, why are the premiums going up so much? It's because the insurance companies are covering the costs and everybody else is raising their rates because nobody's saying enough is enough. Well, I don't want to say nobody. I do want to say that my clients, I can show you clients that have seen a decrease. I'm dealing with one client today, uh, today where they're having to decide that they want a 4% or a 12% decrease in their premium. Because we have two, we have two different options in front of them. Do they want a four or 12% decrease? Um, so the reason it's going up is people are complacent or they don't know there's a solution or they simply say that's all there is and they don't even want to try. They accept it. I know there are a lot of issues around healthcare and uh, even you can look at our government. I mean, it's so hard to come to a consensus <laughs> on, on, on the best healthcare plan, right? So uh, it's it's a I know it's a it's a it's a tough situation and there are a lot of moving parts and there are different dynamics to it. But I I'm so excited for for you and your company and what you're trying to do. And I have story after story after story of solving it. Like one guy changed changed to what I'm offering, saw his premiums drop by fifteen percent, and then had to have a um, a test related to his heart health the heart of his, health heart. And I got a note from him. He said, it cost me 600 bucks. Two years ago, under the other plan, it cost him $1,800 out of pocket. What, what I do, what, what I'm trying to do is help employers attract and retain employees. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here to sell insurance. I'm not here um, for any other reason other than to help small and mid-sized businesses attract and retain employees. And that's because if you find somebody like any of us, if you're looking at a job, you're going to say, what do I, you know, can I do it? And what do I get paid? But more and more people are looking at the total package and not the salary or the hourly wage. They're looking at the total compensation. Mm, that's true. People are winning. Um, I'm working with a company that does, that's a truck driving company. And they said people get paid by the mile and they're realizing that they have to put health insurance on as the differentiator, so they're not getting into a fight over a one penny a mile difference. So to attract and retain employees, employee benefits are the most requested in health insurance being 80% of the cost of employee benefits. That's what I do. And I, I took it, I, I had plenty of experience in enterprise, large companies. And I realized though that small companies are more accountable, more innovative, more passionate about helping customers that I want to do my help, my part to help small businesses succeed. So for Andre, for your business and for law firms and, and, and medical practices and other businesses that are generally small practices, small businesses, I want to help them attract and retain their best employees. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do by offering health insurance. No, um, definitely. And, and, and we all, we all need that, but, but how, what I want you to do, uh, you know, you're taking on a new client. I wanted to walk us through the process. Oh, okay, sure. So somebody says, I've had enough. Enough is enough. I, I'm mad as hell, like the old movie said. I want to find out that there's an option. 
So what we do is we'll have an initial consultation to make sure we understand what you need, what you want, right? Because health insurance can be $100 per employee. It can be literally $1,000 per employee. And it can be $2,000 for a family if you're not careful. So first we got to figure out what are you trying to do? What can you afford? Not what do you want to buy, but what can you afford? Um, What's your competition doing? So let's do somewhat of an analysis and evaluation of your current conditions. And if you say, yeah, this can work out, the next step is simply to take a, gather a list, a census of your employees. And we start working from there to say, are you full of young people, old people? Um, and we, it, it's just getting into who's who and who needs what. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a clear enough process uh, yeah. and straightforward. And, uh, I, and again, uh, listeners, Hal is a consummate professional. And I've you know, spoken with Hal many of times and, and he's, he's the real deal. So, so Hal, uh, you know, we're in the greatest pandemic of all time. And, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a tricky period. How has this pandemic impact your business and also your clients? Um, the pandemic has been, dare I say, a good thing. Um, I, I refer to the, the pandemic as the great accelerator in that things that were going to happen are happening a lot, happened a lot faster. And in that, um, first, that right now, this is an example of one thing that has helped my business, which is that we're doing more video calls. More video calls mean... I have a lot better conversation with you than if it was a phone call. Sure. I will still be with people in person and we'll do it safely. However, a phone call was far less connective and I wasn't doing screen sharing and such. So the first thing for me is that it's helped have video calls where I've been trying to do video calls for years and people ran away from them. So that's one. And then for uh, my clients, and, and this is helping my clients financially as much as it is for healthcare, and that is telemedicine or telehealth. Um, the reports are that, and I had a really good experience, really good conversation presentation with um, Wellstar, um, that something like six to 8% of the doctors were doing uh, telemedicine before the pandemic, and now it's 80%. And we believe that after the pandemic, it'll swing back to 40-ish percent of the visits will be by telehealth. The benefit, and I'll say this first financially, financially, this is great for my clients. It is less expensive and it is better access to do telehealth than to wait a week to see if something goes away. So better access, quicker access, less expensive access is telehealth. Um, And then the long-term is a lot of the follow-up visits. If I need a follow-up visit, why do I want to drive to your office, sit in a waiting room with another sick per- you know, with a sick person, just so you can check on me? It's amazing how much telehealth can do. In fact, in fact, the Wellstar presentation, these guys are really good. Um, we're saying that 80% of your doctor visit is just you and me talking. It's considered getting the history of the present illness. And uh, you, you describe the things that happen and doctors are really good at asking follow-up questions to determine, is it this or is that and this and that no different than when you're doing your marketing. Um, and they can do that. And it's interesting because they'll tell you that 80% of the diagnosis is done just by listening and talking and looking. And then the other 20% might be done in person 
really that's only to validate what they think is the problem. So they're diagnosing without touching you. And then they're going to do tests, whether it's testing or stethoscope or blood test, which is in person. No, and, and, and these are great points, Hal, because even for some of my clients, as you know, I work in, with the, the, in the healthcare uh, space. We're, doctors are pushing telehealth now because we've seen the statistics that you, you, you mentioned. So we're doing a lot of uh, uh, digital marketing programs towards uh, that. I mean, and one key thing out of uh, what you were discussing in terms of the video call and, and, uh, and, and not be able to meet face-to-face uh, -face is, is convenience. It's just convenience because, I mean, I could just wake up, you just get up and like, you know, just jump on my computer and speak to my doctor and then get it done and, 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 and then get my day going instead of have to, you know, jump in my car and, and drive to, to, to go to the office. So convenience is a big thing. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm so glad that you touched, touched on those points because those are, 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 are effective points, are important points, even for my business. And, and I've, used, I, I've been to a step ahead physical therapy in Roswell and they started doing phys, uh, physical therapy remotely. Mm. And I think the doctors will tell you remote is not as good. I get that. No argument here. But if the patient isn't going to see you because of convenience or they don't have transportation or a senior person where it's going to be more detrimental to go out in the bad weather and the risk of slipping could be more detrimental than, than staying home. Then, you know, you're then I think some of the doctors are, are actually missing out on appointments that we can get done through telemedicine. So basically uh, what this does, as you, you so uh, eloquently pointed out, this actually uh, increases business for these, these, these healthcare practitioners because they can see more patients in a, in a short period of time. So uh, I know, you know this pandemic has impacted a lot of people, but there are many positives and you, you definitely hi highlighted that. But yeah. Hal, I know we're, we are, we are kind of strapped for time, but uh, you mentioned uh, on the outset about the broken health, healthcare system, right? But I want you to talk to us about you know, how has healthcare changed? I would say the way it's changed is simply that there's so much money in healthcare that you're seeing things like private equity or consolidation happening, meaning somebody wants to come in and find a way to, to, to take those profits or make more profits. So you, you see a lot of doctor's offices that have sold to hospital systems or other organizations. Um, and, and all that does is get people more focused on money than, um, than on the care. So there's a group of doctors in, in Atlanta called Hip Nation that have actually gotten out of the system and said that they're, they're doing what is referred to as direct primary care. It's an example of getting, out, getting away from the insurance companies, which is where all the money is coming in for, for, these, private, for these companies that are, that are consolidating is they're saying, wow, look how much the money the insurance company is paying. I don't mind fighting for and, and, and negotiating to get good deals with the insurance companies, but wow, there's a lot of money there. So that's the problem is that um, the insurance companies are being asked to do something. I don't want to say the insurance companies are wrong. They're not wrong. They're not doing anything wrong. They're, they're doing what any business would do and they're, do, and they, and they're doing it very well. Um, we just need to be able to say, let's change how we engage with our healthcare system 
and then we can engage with the insurance company differently. So when you said, why is it broken? Because there's so much money involved. One out of every $5 in the US is somewhere in healthcare. So if you were looking to invest into a business, if you're private equity, or if you're already in the healthcare system and you want to grow, what are you going to do? Consolidate. And how, you know, uh, great points. And, you know, you have uh, touched on some uh, things that we, we, we know that are out there. And there are a lot of moving parts. It's great that you say that because you've got the doctor, the patient, the billing company, the insurance company. Um, you've got federal laws and such. There's lots of pieces that are all connected. Yep. Um, so there's no single, you know, silver bullet. There's no single answer. And that's where somebody like me can come in and show you which pieces will benefit you and, and your employees. So you're attracting, retaining good employees. You're right. It's not a simple solution. So, so your main focus then as your business is really to engage with employers and, uh, and help them with the solution for, for their employees. So you don't uh, work directly with, say, uh, just a financial advisor, uh, uh, you know, a person just doing his thing by himself, a solopreneur. I do. Um, I continue to support and, and write policies for individuals. Absolutely. Because it, and, and we were talking about this earlier, that it's all who you know and how you help each other. And we all have to trust each other. So I'm happy helping individuals because they enter in, end up introducing me to businesses as well. So it's a little ecosystem. Again, we're, we're running down, but I want you to uh, tell us some of the best practices to maintaining uh, you know, from an employee perspective, employer perspe- perspective, like a good premium, what are the key things you should do right now as an employer? Um, besides talk to me. Um, <laughs> besides talking to you. <laughs> things like um, sharing the health history of the employees so that we, are, we can underwrite better um, is one. Encourage your employees to get engaged with their health care. Don't think that I just have this card. I'm going to walk into the emergency room, get taken care of. Talk to people like me that will show you how some of the hacks, uh, how to hack the system and, and stay healthier or don't spend as much money. Um, you know, we talked about telehealth as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't wait for care. Um, there are some doctors who, and I'm not criticizing the doctors, but they're paid by the insurance companies. So they're having to do what the insurance companies want. Um, and some, but, but some of us don't believe that there's a pill for every ill, right? That's kind of a joke of, you see a doctor, they give you a prescription and you're all better. Like, no, that's a short answer. So to answer your question about how to lower your premiums, it's get engaged, get engaged with your broker, get engaged with your doctors, get engaged with somebody who can give you some advice on how to lower your costs. And as soon as you ask, I mean, I asked my surgeon, I had a hernia a couple years ago and I was actually told, go to Dr. Hoadley and ask him for the cash price. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I can't negotiate prices. This guy's going to cut me open. After he, after he anesthetizes me, which I can die from, he's going to cut me. I can't ask him for a discount or something. Doctors welcome the conversation of how to keep your costs down. I I mean, there are so many good doctors and the hospitals in town. There are so many providers in town that are good. We just have to ask. And that's why I'm saying let's get engaged. 
uh, those are great points. Great points, Hal, and thank you so much for you know enlightening us uh, today. And before we go, Hal, I want to, if if you could tell us one thing, uh, you know, you could invest more time in now. What would that be? I think professionally, because uh, this is a you're you're talking to businesses professionally. I wanted I want to do more follow up. Um, I want to be more engaged with my clients, my prospects to help them. Um, I know that we all get busy and, and I'm not the first person on their list for things. So I just want to make sure that I can say, stay engaged with people. Um, you know, my clients, I get, I get calls out of the blue sometimes because they save my newsletter or they save something and said, you know, I meant to. So to me, that's it is, is I'd like to go deeper and stronger with my relationships. Great. That's a great, that's a great answer. And how for our listeners, how can we reach you? Well, I would tell you, you could find me on LinkedIn, but find, but spelling my last name Schlanger is often hard for, for almost everybody. So the agency is great South benefits. So greatsouthbenefits.com is the website. And you can either find me at great South benefits or try to spell Schlanger and, <laughs> and you'll find me. Fantastic. And how it has been great, my friend. Uh, I know we, we learned a lot and we know it's a, there's, it's a, it's a broken system and uh, you and your company put out some great uh, you know, strategies to how and how to fix it. And, uh, and, and also we know it's dynamic and there are a lot of moving parts, but. We, we've got it right. Not we've got it right. And, and you and I are going to keep talking because we're going to find some more ways to help others um, oh. with this, like we're doing now. Of course, my friend. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Andre. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Please visit our website at yourcompanyhelp.com. Also, you can listen to us on your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at Your Company Health. And lastly, subscribe to our YouTube channel for new episodes and highlights. Until next time, stay safe.